Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. Today's podcast will actually be a presentation that I will present to the Women's Networking Group. And I know there were some people who couldn't make it, so I decided to make it a podcast. That way everybody can access it. And sharing is caring, right? So I wanted to make it available for everybody. Today's podcast will feature boundaries. And this is applicable to everybody. If you're a human, boundaries are important. And we will be talking about how to set boundaries in your personal life and your professional life. We're going to start with a quote. So I want you to think about it. Compassion does not exist without boundaries. And I'll say that again. Compassion does not exist without boundaries. And when I first heard this, I was surprised and taken aback. I'd never thought of compassion relying on boundaries. I'd always, honestly, kind of thought that boundaries inhibited compassion. I'd always thought that the most compassionate people were the most boundless, and they had the least amount of boundaries. And I just never thought of compassion really and boundaries actually in the same vein. And so it really threw me for a loop. And upon hearing Brene Brown out, and she is the one who came up with that, at the end I was like, okay, Brene, I got you, girl. I can understand. I see where you're coming from. And if you don't know Brene Brown, you should. She is a research professor at the University of Houston, and she is wildly popular. She has some TED Talks. She has one on vulnerability that is incredible. She has books. She has quotes and she has a social media presence, so you should look her up on Instagram. And she is motivational, she's inspirational, and most importantly, she is relatable. She's just good people. So Brene was researching compassion, and that's when she found that discovery that compassion does not exist without boundaries. And she even was admittedly surprised and shocked to discover that. So let's define boundaries so we know what we're working with. Boundaries are parameters for what is and is not okay. That's pretty basic and simple, right? What is and is not okay. And according to Brene, establishing solid, defined, firm boundaries allows us to be compassionate and empathetic, but not resentful. So very important to have solid, defined, firm boundaries. Not just boundaries, but solid, firm, defined boundaries allow us to be um, compassionate and empathetic, but not resentful. And that last part is the kicker. That's the true distinction. So by having boundaries, this allows us to be compassionate and loving and eliminates resentment. And resentment is actually what inhibits the compassion. It's not the boundaries, it's the resentment that kicks in after. So having those boundaries prevents us from feeling drained, taken advantage of, and unappreciated. And think about when you felt drained and taken advantage of and unappreciated. Do you feel like continuing to give? Do you feel like you're riding those high vibes? No, you usually feel like just turning inward and closing yourself off and you don't feel like continuing to give. You feel like what you've given isn't enough. What more do you want from me? You feel like usually just pissed off or sad or just frustrated, drained. You don't want to have to deal with people. You feel depleted. And so by having boundaries, this prevents that. So here um, I have some scenarios, or yeah, a couple of scenarios that will likely ring a bell 
res resonate with you somehow. If not, some variation of it has probably happened to you or someone that you know, or just the idea of it. Someone asks you for a favor. Maybe it's babysitting their kids or lending your tool. You agree only to have them stay out two hours past their expected return time or totally trash your tool. Not okay. Not okay. Letting people get away with behaviors that aren't okay usually leaves us feeling resentful, bitter, and angry. And I don't know about you, but I would rather be loving and generous and straightforward about what is and is not okay. And if you're not straightforward about your boundaries, including acknowledging when someone crosses them, this will affect your capacity for compassion in the moment. And whether you realize it or not, it affects you when people cross those boundaries and generate those negative feelings. And if you repress those feelings and don't let yourself feel those emotions, what happens to repressed emotions? They don't just disappear magically or melt away or float off into the ether. No, those bad boys snowball and they stick around and they're usually like pushed down deep, but then eventually they're going to come up. You can count on that. They will eventually rear their ugly heads at some point and not in the same form, usually in some monstrous form, amplified, so much worse. And sure, some things you have to just let go, but this is different from repressing emotions. When you repress, repress emotions, you don't let yourself feel them. You deny them. You push them down. But if you let yourself feel those emotions, then it's okay to release them after. If you sit with them for a minute, you feel them, and then you're like, okay, like you've asserted your boundaries or done what you needed to do, or you've sat with those emotions, and you're like, I'm ready to let them go. I don't want to dwell. I don't want to stay stuck on them. I don't want them to eat away at me. But when you repress them, you will eventually have to deal with them, and it's so much worse down the road. And having boundaries allows you to extend true and lasting grace, not fleeting grace. Otherwise, resentment will set in and you wrote that initial feeling of grace and goodwill and love and good vibes. So boundaries facilitate that balance of speaking up versus letting things go. And I am a big believer in balance being the key to life. And some people may repeatedly cross your boundaries and violate them and it might happen and if so and if possible if asserting your boundaries doesn't work then minimize or eliminate your involvement with them and sometimes this is hard if it's a family member or a boss you can't just always walk out but do your best whatever you can do to minimize or eliminate your involvement with them that's what you got to do you can't have that toxicity in your life this by having those boundaries allows you to be even more loving and stronger and operate at a higher capacity than the diminished capacity that resentment will make you operate in. And when you repress emotions, this stresses your body out if you don't allow yourself to work through them. And what happens when you get stressed out? You probably get a stomach ache or a headache or a neck ache. Your body will respond to that. Stress is murder on your body. And this diminishes your capacity to further work and love. And that ain't good. You don't want to live that kind of a life. So do you both yourself and others a favor by speaking your truth. Define your boundaries. Let others know what is and is not okay. And there's no need to be abrasive and aggressive about it. You can be gentle yet firm. And that's the best way to be gentle yet firm. And Brene also offers the question, 
what if rather than trying to anger you, hurt you, use you, etc., people are doing the best they can? And try to not think of people as out to get you, as the world out to get you. Try to get rid of that chip on your shoulder. Don't think, oh, people are just totally trying to screw me over or piss me off or whatever you may think. That's not always the case. Being a human can be hard. Most people are just trying to get through day to day, right? We think about yourself. Think about those days that you're so sleep deprived or have so much going on and you're so strung out and spread so thinly that you just have so much going on and you're not intentionally trying to piss people off or screw them over. I mean, how many times I know I have crossed lines or offended people or done wrong by people, not intentionally, but hey, I'm just like focused on myself or trying to focus on, you know, getting done what I need to get done or I'm just tired and trying to get through the day. And sometimes it just happens. And so don't always assume the worst about people and assume that they're doing the best that they can. And how do we truly know if people are doing the best that we can? We might not always. And Brene's husband actually had a really good response to this. And he said, I don't know whether they are or they aren't trying their best, but when I assume they are, I feel better. And so when you feel better, you can help others feel better, and then that's a win-win, right? So that's just the way to live your life. That's a good approach. So you might not be as sweet when you have boundaries, but you will likely be far more loving. And so Brene averts, she has a question that she asks herself. B-I-G, it's a big question, and it's an acronym. What boundaries need to be in place for me to stay in my integrity to make the most generous assumptions about you? And I'll repeat that. What boundaries need to be in place for me to stay in my integrity to make the most generous assumptions about you? And generosity cannot exist without boundaries. But boundaries aren't easy. They're hard, especially for the people pleasers of the world. And initially, there will likely be growing pains and challenges and adjustments. And you may falter and waver, but extend yourself some grace and take it easy on yourself. And your voice may shake when speaking up or you're asserting your boundaries. Or you may have to have your friend or spouse hit the send for you, you know, when you're typing out a text message or an email and you're so hesitant and gun shy about actually hitting send that you're like okay no you got to do it you got to do it you got to do it and so whatever you got to do recruit whatever help you got to recruit but make sure that you do it you are doing yourself and others a favor you by setting boundaries are providing even more service and love and compassion to the world so you got to do it it's that initial investment you got to do it there might be some nervous pacing after i know sometimes when i'm setting some boundaries that are sometimes hard to set. I have so much like pent up energy that I'm just pacing a hole in my floor, but you gotta do it. So just know that you're doing the right thing and nothing is sustainable without boundaries. So your time, your generosity, your goodwill, those can be depleted. Those can be depleted if you're not careful. And so Empathy and compassion are infinite and sustainable if you have boundaries. So if you've done your work and you set your boundaries, your empathy will be infinite. And boundaries are not division, they're respect. They're respect for others and they're respect for yourself. And you need to set boundaries in your personal life and your professional life. Boundaries are crucial for the health of your business and yourself. Absolutely crucial. 
So here are some tips on setting boundaries in your professional life. They can also carry over into your personal life, but great boundaries for your professional life, for great tips for setting boundaries in your professional life. So number one is know your value. Know what you're contributing. Know what you're bringing to the table. Don't allow others to diminish or undermine your value because they will if you let them. Ensure you're being fairly compensated for your time, your energy, and your skill and your expertise. And it's it can be really easy to not assert your value. And if you're feeling very timid, especially if you're new to the game, if you're new in the field, and it might be a business strategy, and I understand that, to set your prices low initially. And that is so that you can stay competitive and you can maybe get your feet wet and get some more experience under your belt. And then when you're feeling more experienced and vetted, then maybe you can raise your prices, but just make sure that you don't set them too low because you need to honor your time and expertise. And if you do, then others will too. And it's very important that you let people compensate you. And that's key, let people compensate you for what you're worth. And you might want to offer discounts or freebies for friends, family, or for a good cause. That's completely your prerogative. But I know all too well, I've been there where it's easy to just, you feel bad asserting your value. And so you're like, oh, I'll just do it for free because I feel bad asserting my price. But if your price point isn't aligned with your skill and your expertise, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. And it's incredible how when you assert your value, people will respond to that and respect that. So think about it. Like when you see something that's priced super low, you automatically doubt the value of it. But if something is priced reasonably, or even a little bit on the higher side, people are like, oh, that must be valuable. There must be value to back that up. I'm willing to pay that extra because I get what I pay for. And so keep that in mind. And your time is something that you can't regenerate. You don't get that back. It's a finite resource. So make sure that you're honoring your time. And that's time spent away from your life and your family and all of that. So think about that. Don't let others set your value for you and hold firm. And I know that this can be especially challenging if you have a service-based business. For some reason, there's a disconnect with people where if it's a tangible good or material good-based business, prices seem more concrete to them and acceptable to them. But for some reason, when it's a service-based business, they think that they can haggle or it's somehow okay to ask for a discount or a freebie. And I know my sister and I get that a lot not a lot, but we get that enough, where people re will reach out and ask for a freebie, for like a free photo session. And again, not assuming the worst about them, but a lot of times the way that they phrase it, um, if you want to collaborate, if you need um, if you need photos, if you need me to, to model. And I assume that a lot of them are coming from a good place, but a lot of them, when you then give them your prices, they ghost. And so truly it's them wanting a free photo session. Or you have people a lot of times that have a service-based business that will say that people all the time ask them for discounts. Just keep that in mind. Be considerate. Be aware of that. You wouldn't go to Starbucks or to American Eagle or to Les Schwab Tires and be like, hey, let's collaborate. Let's collaborate. You give me free things. So you give me free tires or free jeans or a free latte and I'll totally tell people where I got it. But it'll be a collaboration. And then 
I'll get the free things and I walk away with those, but then you do all of the work and you put all of the money and time and effort into that, but then I benefit from it. So just keep that in mind. Just be very considerate of people and considerate of yourself. Make sure that you assert your value. Number two, know your values. Why is it important to you? And you need to know this to ensure your needs are met. Hopefully it's going to be a win-win. You want everybody's needs to met and it doesn't have to be your way or the highway. Compromise is sometimes necessary, but don't always sacrifice what you need or want. And especially you people pleasers, sometimes it's easy to let that go first and to compromise and be the first to sacrifice. And that's not okay. So decide what are your priorities in life? Your work, your family, your health or fitness, and you likely have multiple values and multiple aspects of your life that are important to you. But you need to prioritize your life so your time and energy doesn't get sucked away into your job and side hustles and even your main hustle because that is easily done. Prioritize your endeavors and hold firm. <clears throat> set aside, for example, you can set aside all Sundays for family time or like my sister does, she charges a higher price for her off time or her Sundays. So if somebody, she's a photographer, so if somebody wants to shoot on a Sunday, they can pay a higher price. If they don't, that's great. No pressure, but if they do, that way her time is honored more so and her time away from her family is honored and she doesn't feel as bad because she's okay with foregoing the session. But if they do want <clears throat> to have her shoot and spend time away from her family, she's compensated accordingly. Or maybe you just completely want to block out Sundays. Or another approach is to not answer calls, texts, or emails after 7 p.m. You still have to live a life, and you have to strike that balance, and that's important so you don't burn out. And remember to include time for self-care. Self-care is essential. You need to make sure that you are filling your cup. You know what they say. You can't pour from an empty cup. You know what they say. You have to put on your mask before you put on anybody else's, and you can't operate at a diminished capacity because ultimately you're actually doing... <clears throat> The world a disservice by not operating at your full capacity if you are burned out and strung out and stressed out and not recharging then you're not able to give all that you can you're not able to realize and maximize your potential and give all the love that you have to give and all the good vibes and empathy that you have to give because you're running on e so make sure that you take time for self-care number three communicate clearly communication is so important be direct, straightforward, and upfront, and there's no need to be abrasive and cold about it, but succinctly express your boundaries and your limits. Be gentle but firm. And this may be done formally via contracts or informally via written or oral communication. And I highly, highly, highly recommend written communication so that you have a record just in case things go sideways. I hope you haven't been there, but you probably have. I know I have been, so it's so important to have something to capture that initial agreement and those expectations. Clarify your expectations and others' expectations. Make sure you know what you're in it for and what they're in it for and what you're wanting out of it. And don't be afraid to have the conversations. Don't tiptoe around them or allude to them or hint at them. Ironically, tiptoeing around them and trying not to make it a thing actually makes it a thing. So if you just allude to the issue, that only generates and amplifies its drama. It really does. But if you just nonchalantly and normally just address the issue and dare to confront it, then that just removes most of the uneasy awkwardness. It's magic and it's so true. And don't preface it with all the, 
my gosh, I'm so, I hope this is okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And please understand. Da, 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 da. Just come out and say it and be done with it. Not get rid of all that extra noise. Just say what you're meaning gently but firmly. And the more you pour into it and the more you add on top of it and preface it, the more you amplify the awkwardness and more you dramatize it and make it a thing. But if you just say your piece, then everybody can just move on after that. And people will, will respond accordingly. And it's, it's great. It's the professional way to do it. And it's so much less dramatic and awkward. Number four, immediately address a violation. Do not let it fester. And I know that this can be very hard to do. Sometimes you want to live in denial and pretend like it's not happening and just crawl under a rock and hope that it'll magically go away and the awkward fairies will take care of it. And that's not what happens. That is not real life, people. I wish. But this will only generate bitterness and resentment and delay, complicate, or even prevent resolution. So if you don't exercise and reinforce your boundary as soon as possible, it weakens it. So you might have to invest a little bit of that time and energy in that initial discomfort to make sure that you come out of the gate with those strong boundaries, but it pays off. And call it out right away because you don't want it to just balloon and get worse. And it's so much worse. Think about it when retroactively, like after the fact, you have to go back and be like, hey, you know that thing that happened like three weeks ago or a month ago? I'm really upset about that. That wasn't okay. That's not fun to deal with, right? On either side. And on the other, like, on the flip side, when somebody comes to you, are, don't you wish that they would have come to you sooner? You're just like, hey, we could have just tackled that and resolved that right away. If you would have said something, please let me know. Number five, relate your boundaries to others. Explain how it relates to and affects them. Frame your explanations in something concrete and explain how they will affect your boss, your project, your bottom line, or your business partner, your client. Engage others. So for example, you can ask them, tell me more about why you need this done. And so this opens the door to negotiating a more reasonable and mutually beneficial option. So hopefully you're aiming for a win-win situation. Hopefully you're wanting something mutual, mutually beneficial. And I know for me, I want to accommodate as much as possible, especially you people pleasers. You want to accommodate as much as possible. And so by understanding and opening that dialogue, that helps you understand what they're wanting and how you can hopefully accommodate. And this hopefully prevents you from just assuming. Try not to assume. A, try not to assume that somebody's just trying to take advantage of you and get the better of you. And by asking and starting that dialogue, this helps eliminate that. But it also helps you understand where they're coming from and helps you explain yourself. You understand, why are they asking me for this? That seems so over the top. That seems so excessive, so unreasonable. But if you can ask them and get them to understand so that you can understand, get them to explain so that you can understand, then hopefully you can be like, oh, okay, understand why this is important to her. You may or may not be able to accommodate it, but at least you can understand you have that common bridge of understanding. And then likewise, vice versa, they can understand why you have your boundaries in the first place. And you can justify yourself if you need to. You shouldn't have to feel like you need to justify yourself, but sometimes you feel like you do. And that's your opportunity. And also, you can sometimes people if they have to explain why they want what they want sometimes they can see how unreasonable that is and then that takes care of it in and of itself so that's also an option and number six prepare for violations visualize your boundaries getting crossed and proactively decide right now what you will do about it 
Don't wait until you're all strung out and hyped up on emotions because then you will fall prey to your emotions and it's so much harder to act rationally and reasonably rationally and reasonably and it just makes life so much harder and more stressful and more time consuming and so have an idea already of how you will respond and then draw from that ready-made solution and life is so much better otherwise you just will spin out and get really stressed out and nobody wants that this will ease the energy drain and stress and save so much time and last but not least number seven frame it constructively and allow yourself grace take it easy on yourself know that it's going to be hard boundary building takes time and practice and it's not easy and instead of viewing violations as taking a step back perceive them as opportunities for learning and growth they're chances to gain insight and improve and i am like i've said before i'm a total hippie i believe that the universe is conspiring for you not against you and everything happens for a reason and every challenge is a way for you to heal and to grow and to improve and to evolve and when you view them as such life becomes a lot more fun life becomes a lot more enjoyable life becomes a lot easier think about all the challenges that you've been through thus far hopefully they've made you stronger faster better not bitter and resentful and angry but even then like they have helped you and refine you and polished you and mold you into a stronger person and so view these setbacks in the same way if somebody crosses a line and violates your boundaries view it as a way for you to get more assertive and stronger and more comfortable asserting yourself and speaking your truth and the things that are hard to do are the things that we really need to do so get jazzed about it and then it gets easier it does get easier it's like a muscle the more hours you love in the gym the stronger you get so this is your gym time and be grateful for it and be grateful for the opportunities and here are some resources that might help you guys and I can include them in the show notes. So number one, The Power of Full Engagement by Jim Lohr and Tony Schwartz. Next one is zenhabits.net. Then we have Getting Things Done by David Allen. Next, Toxic Workplace by Mitchell Cousy and Elizabeth Holloway. After that, Emotional Blackmail by Susan Forward. And last, we have Failure to Communicate by Holly Weeks. So everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your day, morning, night, whatever it is that you're dealing with, and happy boundary setting. Thanks, you guys.